Welcome to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show. Did you know that over 95% of all businesses fail within the first 10 years? By listening in to what Bob's guests have to say, plus direction from Bob Pritchard himself, it's our intention that you won't be among those statistics. Now, here's your host, Bob Pritchard. Hello, world. Welcome to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show. This is the show that champions entrepreneurs, startups, early stage and small businesses everywhere on the planet. We're heard all around the world at the same time every week. And you're a great, enthusiastic audience. And I want to thank you for making us the number one business radio show in the world for entrepreneurs. Now, we begin each week with a little segment called Bob's Thought for the Day. These are quotes by famous people that um, make us think. Every week I try to impress upon you that the most important aspect of business today is customer service. Whether you're a bricks and mortar or an online business, it really doesn't matter. There is no question in my mind that the one element that differentiates a successful company from its competition is their level of customer service. Brian Tracy says that customers today want the very best and the very best for the least amount of money with the best terms and with absolutely fabulous service. Only the individuals and companies that provide absolutely excellent products and services at absolutely excellent prices will survive. And I think that's absolutely true. If you don't provide great service, you'll fail. And the other, the good thing about this is that if you, your prices might be a little bit higher, your product mightn't be any better than the competition, but if your service is really spot on and fantastic, and by service I mean adding value, what that might be educational, it could be um, in ease of delivery, it could be in a whole range of things, you will beat the competition hands down. Now, I wrote a book with Brian Tracy called Marketing Magic a few years ago, and I've given several speeches with him, and the guy really knows his stuff. So what he says about service is true. Now, social media strategist Tony Bloomberg says, very simply, you have to under-promise and over-deliver if you want to be successful. So you have to under-promise and over-deliver. That's often hard to do because most of us over-promise to try and get the business. But once you do that, no matter what you do, people will be disappointed. W. W. Edwards Deming, who changed our lives by developing better ways for people to work together, said, profit in business comes from repeat customers. Customers that boast about your product and service and bring their friends with them. Now, you can only get word of mouth and attract new customers at low cost, gain repeat business, make upselling easier, 
increase your margins and your return on investment by really knocking the customer's socks off and doing the unexpected. If you just do what they expect, they're not going to be thrilled. They're not going to rave about you to to their friends and you're not going to get that all critical word of mouth. So you really have to always knock the customer's socks off at every step along the way. Anything less simply isn't good enough. Now, too many businesses that I speak to with regard to customer service, they regard it as a cost center. It's going to cost us money to do this stuff. Well, that's the wrong attitude. They've got to be thinking about it as a strong profit center. It's not a cost center at all. It's a profit center. And you can make more money and save more money through customer service than it is ever going to cost you. You need to go out and determine every single touch point that you have with a customer. And this has got to include everything from the very first time they contact you, whether it be by email or walking into your office or walking into your shop or phoning, that's a touch point. Every single touch point right through till follow-up service way after the product's been bought and paid for must have a wow factor. Every one of those touch points, people should go, wow, that was great. That was better than I expected. They really treated me well. They gave me information that's been very useful. They've onsold me into products that have really been a benefit to me. So that's how important it is. And my last customer service thought for this week goes as it did last week to Jeff Bezos the legendary CEO of Amazon, who said, if you make customers unhappy in the bricks and mortar business, they might each tell six friends. But if you make customers unhappy on the internet, they will tell 6,000 friends. And that, my friends, is absolutely true. Now, during this last week, Brand Z and Millwood Brown Optimal released their annual ranking of, brand, ranking of brands based on their global value. Now, see how well you go with ranking the top 10. And also, see how you go picking up the fastest. See if you can identify the fastest growing brand in the world. It just might surprise you. There is probably little surprise over the most valuable brand in the world. Of course, again, it's Apple. And despite the tanking stock price and a lot of public concern over the new innovations and releases the company has or hasn't had um, over the past 12 months, Apple did increase its value by 1% over last year. And it's currently valued at $185 billion. $185 billion. Now, the brands that really won this year 
are those that are tied to emerging mobile capabilities. I guess that's no surprise either. AT&T for servicing tablets and smartphones. Visa for dominating online payment methods. Amazon for simplifying mobile shopping. Even UPS for physically delivering online purchases. Now, the number two most valuable brand in the world, probably no surprise either, Google, but almost 50% behind Apple at only 113 million compared, billion compared with Apple's 185 billion. Now, Google was closely followed by IBM, McDonald's at number four, followed by Coca-Cola, AT&T, Microsoft, and Marlboro at number eight. I must admit that really surprised me because with all the anti-smoking sentiment in the first world countries, Marlboro must be really buoyed by, com- by countries in the second world because I would have thought that um, their value was decreasing rapidly, but it is not. I don't think actually that I would have picked Marlborough in the top 100 companies, but there they are sitting at number eight. In ninth position, we have Visa at $56 billion. And, you know, while all the companies that I've mentioned to date except Visa have grown less than 10%, Visa grew last 12 months at a whopping 46%. I was searching for the number. So Visa grew at 46% compared with everybody else to date who grew at between 1% and 6 and 7%. And rounding out the top 10 is the first of the Chinese companies, China Mobile, which grew at a very strong 18%. And China Mobile was substantially ahead of Verizon and Vodafone. Okay, the second part of my question earlier was, what was the fastest growing brand in the world in the last 12 months? This brand grew at an astonishing 63%. So what is it? What do you reckon? I'll give you a second to think about it. Okay, give up. Prada. Prada grew at an astounding 63% over the last 12 months. So all of the companies in the world, at the tail end of a recession, the fastest growing brand in the world is a luxury brand. What's with that? Are we really sure there's a recession going on out there? Or are the rich just getting so rich that it really doesn't matter? Some other disturbing figures that came out during the week in Business Insider this time are from the startup school Y Combinator in Silicon Valley. And for those of you who not, may not be familiar with Y Combinator, um, about 10 years ago, I guess it was 10 years ago, maybe it was eight years ago, it developed a new model of startup funding. And twice a year, they invest a small amount of money usually 14000 to $20,000 in about 50 startups. These companies then move to Silicon Valley for three months during which 
why Combinator work intensely with them to get their pitch ready for investors. After three months of this intensive work, the startups present to a large audience of investors. But the mentoring doesn't stop there. They continue to work with these startups for the life of the company. Now, this is a brilliant idea that really maximises the potential of a startup to succeed. Now, we, we all know that startups are a pretty risky proposition. But the figures that were released by Y Combinator this week highlight just how risky it really is. Over the years since they started, Y Combinator has received about 10,000 applications for the 500 or so companies that it's chosen. And they only choose companies with the best chance of success. It's estimated that their acceptance rate into the program is somewhere between 3 and 5%. Now, of the 500 companies that have been accepted and have been mentored intensively for three months and then presented to investors and received funding, only 37 have succeeded. So of 500 companies that have been mentored and funded, only 37 have succeeded. That means that only one startup in every 200 that applies to Y Combinator actually succeeds. One startup in every 200 actually succeeds. And that's why it just absolutely amazes me that with only one startup in 200 succeeding with intensive mentoring and money, that so many startups believe that they can be successful on their own without any help, without experts. Now, while the entrepreneur is deluding themselves as to their chance of success, angel investors, well, they're pretty aware of the failure rate and therefore they require investment documents that really hit all the hot buttons. And very few entrepreneurs actually know how to do this. So I find it quite amazing. So a major challenge that many businesses, both large and small, face is how do you make a great employee a supervisor, a manager, a leader of others, and do it successfully. You both begin really enthusiastically. You'll point the person, they're enthusiastic, you're enthusiastic, but then it goes south. Your employee doesn't quite achieve your expectations. So how could you have been so wrong? You were so sure that this person was right for you. You know, most times it's not the employee that hasn't cut the mustard, but it is you, the employer, who forgot something. You forgot to lay the foundation for the employees to be successful. You simply didn't train him or her to be a manager. You have to give promoted entrepreneurs the tools and training that they need to be successful. And it's not only up to you, it's up to your whole leadership team. 
You have to invest the necessary time and energy to give them the training they need, and if you do, you will more than likely get great results. So if you're going to commit to advancing the careers of your best workers, and one of these opportunities moves them into a leadership position, I'm going to tell you a few of the minimum things you have to do. One, you have to give them a mentor for a period of time. You have to invest in either internal or external training. You've got to guide them how to be an example to others. You've got to teach them the difference between management and leadership. You've got to consult with them regularly to help them with the new issues that they'll deal with. You've got to give them plenty of support, particularly in front of other staff. And you have to make sure that they enjoy the new role. So don't forget, when you get somebody that you want to promote, equip and empower them. And it'll pay big dividends down the road. Now, don't forget, this program is all about you, the entrepreneur or the small business person. You're listening to this show, wanting to get tips on how to be more successful. Well, that's exactly what we're here for. This whole show is dedicated to assisting entrepreneurs. So if you have a question, please don't hesitate to, call, to email me. Email me at bob at bobpritchard.com and we will answer it on air or email you directly. You're listening to the number one show in the world for entrepreneurs, the Bob Pritchard Radio Show. We'll be back in just a moment with Diane Buckley, who is an operatically trained singer with a wealth of experience in singing, writing, recording, and performing in English, French, and Italian, and who's dedicated herself to using performing arts and a personal journey discovery program to help special children who may have autism or Asperger's help them to shine. I caught Diane late last night on a cell phone in her car, so while the Quality may be a bit iffy in a couple of places. Her message is a fantastic one. This is Bob Pritchard, and I'll be back in just a moment. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Do you want your business to achieve results you never thought possible? Bob Pritchard is recognized as the business leader's advisor and has 30 years of experience as a straight-talking troubleshooter for Fortune 500 companies and SMEs across the world. Whether you need a checkup across all departments of your business or simply want to improve marketing, advertising, performance measurement, or some other area, Bob Pritchard will work his magic so you can blow away your competition. Bob Pritchard is also one of the most in-demand speakers in the world. Over 1,500 clients on five continents and countless standing ovations are a testament to how he changes the fortunes of business. Pick up Bob's new book, Kick-Ass Business and Marketing Secrets, at your nearest bookstore or visit Bob's website at www.bobpritchard.com. Remember, if you want to be successful, call Bob Pritchard now. Worldwide phone numbers and more information can be found at bobpritchard.com. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business.
You are listening to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show. To connect with Bob, please send an email to bob at bobpritchard.com. That's bob at bobpritchard.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show. Now, this is the part of the show where we talk to interesting and extraordinary people. People that have enjoyed great success and people that are really making a difference to the world that we live in. Now, there are some amazingly talented people in this world, and I love to speak to them because they've got so much that they can teach us. And my aim is to find out a bit about them and see if we can determine what characteristics that they might have that we might be able to learn from. Last Saturday, I met an extraordinary woman named Diane Buckley from England. Now, she's operatically trained. She's got a heap of experience in singing and writing and recording and performing all over the planet, from opera to pop, in English or French or Italian, doesn't matter, she's done it all. On one hand, she'd be delivering an opera performance to launch the BMW Series 7 in Singapore, to writing and performing a song for World Peace for 12-12-12 World Celebration, to a live audience, and a streamed worldwide. Dan is a world-class performer in her own right. So... That's pretty special on its own. However, Diane's extremely passionate about a music empowerment project called Shine. Now, this assists young gifted singer-songwriters from 12 to 20 who have a hurdle that prevents them from showing that talent. For example, people who are autistic, for example. Diane has six years' experience as a performing arts teacher for people who have autism and Asperger's. In the UK, Diane chose a group of disadvantaged special individuals and took them on a performing arts and personal journey discovery program which included live performances and interviews and a final performance of Shine where they got to invite everyone they ever wanted to shine in front of and they performed to a packed house in Brighton. It's such a great story. Here's a highly talented young singer essentially gives up her own career to assist people with special needs and does it without financial reward, making huge sacrifices simply to help people who need a little bit of a helping hand. So after the huge success with Shine in England, she's moved to the US to establish Shine here, beginning in LA. I just love this story. So today I arranged for Diane to meet my friend Freddie Ravel, who has been on the program before, who you know, musical legend, who's worked with Sergio Mendes and El Giro and Earth, Wind and Fire and Madonna and Lady Gaga. It's really quite boring to name all these people. But we met to see how we could help get some of our friends to help Shine get established in the US. And Freddie produced some extraordinary stats on the phenomenal growth of autism in the United States. In 1960, the rate of autism was 4 in every 10,000 people. By 2010, this rate had increased 3,000% to 87 in every 10,000. So in 50 years, from 4 to 87, that is truly appalling. And it really motivated us today to get behind Diane and help her achieve her goal. So, hi Diane. You're a wonderful human being, and it's a great pleasure to have you on the Bob Pritchard Radio Show. 
Thank you, Bob. Thank you for inviting me. Um, it was wonderful to get together with you and Freddie today to talk about you know, how we can help you achieve your goal. But before we start talking about Shine, I'd love to know a little bit more about Diane Buckley as a person and as a performer. What are you game to tell me? <laughs> wow. Well, you, well you've, to be honest, you've, you've summed it up really, really well. Like with my professional career, you know, like I've, I've spent 15 years as a singer-songwriter. You know, like you said, I'm from England. Um, oh, gosh, I don't know what to say, you know. Born to Sicilian Irish parents. And just, yeah, I've spent, I've spent a, a lot of time, you know, writing songs for different people and traveling the world. And I've been really, really blessed in being able to both teach and sing in Africa, in, in many, many countries, in America, in, in England. And my, and, um, my old hometown of Australia. Yeah, yeah, in Sydney. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I love, yeah, I love Australia. Um, yeah, and so that's why it's quite funny because when I met you, you know, straight away there was a connection because it was like, you know, for me, I do see Shine going across the world, but it was, you know, I'm going on a different path from what you've asked me. But, yeah, it was great that I've met you and you're from Sydney because that's, you know, one of the destinations I do want to take Shine. Okay, so let's, um, what about um, Diane Buckley as a person? Where, where did you grow up? Rich? Poor? Oh, God, no. Um, Tell us a bit. Yeah, a bit about myself, Bob. So, so yeah, like, we're a working-class family. You know, my, my, my dad was had his own window cleaning. He had his own cleaning business. Yeah. And my mum my mom, began her life as a... She, she used to translate, be a translator, but she, she came to England from... Uh, she's Italian, Sicilian, but she lived in Tripoli. Right. And she came to England, and, and they needed to work. So my mum, you know, did cleaning, did anything. So we grew up um, very humble, family of five, very humble. Yep. And, you know, by the time I was eight, my dad, my dad sadly got cancer. Right. Um, and he went on to live for, like, 25 more years, thank God. But, yeah, you know, we had very... Our family had, had a work ethic from a very early age, and we stuck together. And we just put our heads down and just supported each other. So that's really... My background is just very humble. Okay. So one morning, you woke up, you walked into the bathroom, got in the shower, started singing opera. Is that how it happened? <laughs> well, you know, it's funny because my, my, my grandfather in Palermo was a, a semi-professional opera singer, which I didn't know, but my mum told me. Right. And my whole life, my mum and dad, my dad was in a skiffle band in, in Ireland. Okay. And, you know, yeah, my, my mum and dad, you know, used to sing all the time. I joked because I knew my mum was in a good mood when she used to sing. <laughs> so I, I used to gauge it. I know, she was great. But, but yeah, you know, I, I always, always sang. And like, like I said, we're from a working-class family, so it wasn't the norm to want to go to a singing school or a drama school. No. But I won a scholarship. You know, I didn't tell anyone I had this vision. I just thought, you know what, a teacher one day at school said to me, what, what do you want to do when you leave? And I said, I'm not too sure. Maybe I could do music journalism. And he said, well, I think you're really talented. He said, why don't you, and at the time there were no singing schools, he said, why don't you go to a drama school? Mm. And he helped me um, with an audition piece, and I auditioned without telling anyone. And then I, I won a scholarship to, to fund myself to move to London. So that's how I, I just began. And then I told my dad, Dad, I'm moving to London at the age of 17 and a half. So I'm from a small town in Kent, which is right. very small. And okay. um, yeah, well, that's great. That's great. I love I love stories where people 
start humbly and make something of themselves. It's, it, it, there, there is something about the work, work ethic. I've got a similar background where my family were really poor, and uh, you learn to work hard. You know, it just comes naturally. So now let's talk a little bit about Shine. How did it come about? The shine came about, it was just a complete, you know, we say in England, fluke, you know, like, it was just chance. You know, I, I had, you know, Bob, like I said, you know, like, I'd, I'd um, well, I haven't said, but about uh, 10 years ago, my mum passed away. Right. And it was very, very sudden, and I'd gone from being a singer-songwriter, and I just suddenly thought, you know what, I need something secure, so I trained as a teacher. And then I, I went on my path, and then my dad passed away, and it was like, oh, my days. And then I started to get into autism, but that whole time I missed my music. I didn't celebrate my music until one day I just declared, I declared, you know what, I'm going to win a Grammy for writing and singing a song for a film that's going to make a difference in the world, out of the blue. And I'm going to go to Africa and teach and sing. And that's what I did. Came to L.A., yeah, and then that was it. I came to L.A. with this vision and came for two weeks, didn't know anyone, and because I thought, if you're going to win a Grammy, go to L.A. And yeah. I came back with this vision of a show, my love, combining my love of music and my love of people. And Shine was born purely from having this vision, which originally was a Grammy, and then it turned into what it is now. Yeah. Um, so became a huge success in the UK. Why mm. pick LA as the next market? Is it that elusive Grammy? No, you know, it's, it's funny because ultimately, you know, I'm not going to lie. You know, I would love to... It's not about just winning a Grammy. It's about making a difference in the world. I want to do it for writing and singing a song for a film that's going to make a difference in the world. It's not that anymore. It's, of course, ultimately, that would be great. But it's, no, I created Shine from a vision I had in L.A. Yeah. And, you know, I've done it in Britain. And my, for some reason, my heart called me to L.A. I left a job of six years. And they said to me, why are you going to L.A.? And I said, because my heart tells me so. And yeah. that's why I came there purely on my heart. And I just feels right, so that's what I go with. Well, as we told you today, this is a great place to come. LA is, um, it's a really happening place and it's, it's very entrepreneurial and people do help people here. And uh, I think you'll be blown away with the amount of help that you can generate in Los Angeles. Um, so I know you've only had a, been here for a few weeks, but... Um, How's the reception been to the concept of Shine so far? I know it's early days. Yeah, it's, 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 you know what? I'm really blown away by the reception of it. It's, I have, I am quite humbled about it. You know, I have this idea of making a difference with Shine, and I've met some great people in the autistic world who've immediately said, "I like this, and I want to work with you." Yeah. And it's like, wow, you know, and just people open to the idea because I think people just want to make a difference as well. I want to be part of something that makes a difference, and I love that. So I've had some really great, yeah, and you guys, you and Freddie were amazing today. So, yeah, I'm just blown away by it all. I think that um, the most important thing is passion, and your passion just ekes through. You know, it's impossible to be with you for more than a couple of minutes (laughs) without feeling that passion come through. and, And because... You know, all of us, we've all done pretty well. And, well, you know, most of the people that, that I deal with have all done pretty well. And I think we, we do want to give back. And um, when you come across somebody who is sort of young and vibrant and, and talented and 
passionate and really is committed to this thing and has got a success story behind her, I think that, um, you know, everybody's going to rally around and want to help, um, including, hopefully, some of our listeners. Um, I th- so what, um, what are your next steps here, do you think? I mean, what have you? I mean, we had some discussions today, but you've had a bit of time to sort of percolate those, those around in your head. What, what's your next? What? Where do you go from here? As I launch it, Bob, I launch it. You know, and 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 I was listening to you and Bobby and Bobby, Fred, <laughs> Freddie, Bobby. What am I talking about? <laughs> You're Freddie today, and I focus on being in LA for the next two years, yep. and I launch Shine. I launch Shine. Wherever I can, you know, not wherever I can, I launch Shine to the best of my ability and, and inspire as many people as I can and make a difference as much as I can with Shine, the whole concept of Shine, and launch it in schools, launch it wherever I can make that difference with the people that, that need that difference to be made to. What, um, what's your vision for Shine? Where do you see it being in, say, in, say, two years, being realistic and knowing what you went through in England to, to get it up, although what happened in England happened fairly fast. I mean, you, you know, you, um, it didn't take you a very long time. So what do you, how do you see Shine, where do you see Shine in, say, two years, and where do you see it in, say, five years? Okay, so in two years, I see Shine as being well-established um, within L.A. and being a concept almost franchised out in L.A., different schools of the shine being launched by other people. And I also see myself to have gone back to the UK and re-establishing it in the UK as well. And then in five years, what I see is it will be a worldwide franchise and possibly will be a TV show. It will be a concept that people can see behind the scenes of a success story of people actually achieving their dreams, but not on a I-want-to-be-famous scale, but on a humane scale. So I guess the question becomes... How many Diane Buckleys are there out there too that are going to share your level of passion and are going to get out and and um, do this? Do you see a sort of school with a room full of Diane Buckleys with Diane Buckley teaching them all how to be Diane Buckley? No, no, no. The world is a, a beautiful place because we're not all Diane Buckley and we're not all Bob Pritchard. We're all ourselves. Yeah. And so what I see is that. Shine will be a concept, but then there are masses of people out there in the world, in L.A. and all over the world that want to make a difference and just combining with people who want to create Shine and put their own stamp on it but just want to still have the same vision in a sense of making that difference and, and the love they have because I love the people that are on my show. I wouldn't do it if, if I didn't love them. I love my autistic students and I love the people I work with. So I can find them everywhere, and they can, they can have, Jane can have her own show, but under the name of Shine. It's definitely not about me, it's about the project. Sure. Okay. Well, let me just, um, let's pick one of the people that um, you took in, in England um, in the last Shine series. Just pick one person, tell us about where they were at, where they were at when you met them, and mm-hmm. then... Where what they became after you had um, done your your not only your talent training but your um, life and journey training. Just give us sort of a snapshot of what difference it made to one person's life. God, it is, it's so difficult because, because again, it's because they all did. 
I can give you, I'm going to be a bit of a cheat here, Bob, okay? I'm going to choose Ashley. Ashley was my um, Asperger's, um, one of my Asperger's people that was on the show. Okay. And I, I'm going to cheat here because I've been teaching him for the past five years. Okay. And, and all I wanted to share was, was that he came, he came new to my school. I'm, I'm head of performing arts in Britain, but um, I, was, I was head of performing arts in a, a school in Britain called the Helen Allison School. They're amazing. Um, right. And they teach autism and Asperger's children, ages 5 to 20. And they make a massive difference. And I was, a, I was on a parents' evening, and, and Ashley's mum came up to me and said, and she was a new student, he's a new student, and said, if you can get Ashley to sing, you know, he sings in the car, if you can get him to sing, it would make my dreams come true because he's never sung in public. Right. And, and I said, okay. And I, step by step by step, enabled him to, like, just to sing, just to sing, to sing, and to the point of after one or two years, he was leading the assemblies, like, singing out loud. He was in talent shows. He was in everything, and then he was in Shine. And to see Ashley now at the age of, I met him when he was 13, and now he's 18, I think, it's just a joy, you know, that Ashley, he's got the most beautiful voice. He's on radio, he's, and all he wants to do is, when you say to him, you know, what's the difference you want to make, he just says, I want to make my family proud. Right. You know, and to see this child sing and to see Lorraine, his mum, smile makes the massive difference. It makes a massive difference. So, yeah, you know, and I've got a friendship for life there. So, um, yeah. So, yeah. So, Ashley, Ashley's gone from um, having the talent but not using it to being trained to use it and getting being given the confidence to use it. So, now... Ashley um, performs. What difference, how does that affect other elements of his life? I mean, does it rub off past the performing and give him more confidence in general? Does it, how does that affect the rest of his, his being? What's beautiful, Bob, is that Ashley, you know, Ashley, you know, he, he's all in Asperger's and he had his, he had his issues and he was, he, he was attracting a lot of attention for the wrong thing, for being told off, you know, for, sure. sometimes, sometimes being naughty. He's just a child who's being naughty. Suddenly when he got, the, when he, when he got his voice and he always had his voice before me, I just enabled him to then start using it in yeah. partnership with his mum. The confidence and the attention that he got for his singing Suddenly, you could see the pride in his face, and you could see how people reacted towards him as well when he could sing. And he had something good to contribute. Like he always had something great to contribute. But suddenly, he was known as Ashley the singer, and his confidence grew and grew and grew. And that's what I love is the fact that by him gaining his voice physically from singing, he gained his voice as well and confidence. And I love that. You know, suddenly he he gained confidence because he was known for something which he was really good at. Yeah, and um, I guess that um, you know a lot of people a lot of people play up. I know it's a little bit different situation, but a lot of people rebel um, for a whole bunch of reasons. But when you um, when you do get positive attention, and and unfortunately, a lot of people don't get the positive attention that they deserve. And it's one thing, you know, encouragement makes an enormous difference. I think that's one reason that I. Um, I think we were talking about it today. One reason that I love LA is that um, people here are so encouraging. Everybody helps everybody. And uh, that's why I think that you'll have a fantastic, um, a fantastic career here with, um, and get help from all sorts of people that right at the moment you can't imagine. Um, okay. I'm going to do something a little bit different 
for the Bob Pritchard Radio Show. I'm going to get you to sing a verse and a chorus from the theme song Heart's Desire, which you wrote as an anthem for Shine. Um, of course, my budget doesn't um, stretch <laughs> to providing you with a, an orchestra or anything. So um, I don't know where you're sitting right now, but that's all you've got, just you. So acapella, and it's called Heart's Desire. Go for it, kid. Sometimes we choose reality, not a possibility, and cast our dreams aside. There's no need to hesitate, no need to complicate. Just look to the other side and trust the strength you have within. You may just find your wings When there's hope There's a way to go There's a light at the end of the tunnel to your goal There's a joy to be had A triumph to claim in your journey Your journey to a day In your journey your journey today, hey, hey, today. Cool. That's I. I guess that's really hard. I would, you know, I spent years as a singer, and I would never get into. I'd never do that. <laughs> I spent fifteen years singing for a living, and I would never. Get up and do that. That's very, that's very good. That's very brave and very good. Um, and uh, we're going to do what we can to assist you. We're going to introduce you to as many people as possible. And um, we're going to do whatever we can to help you along the way because it is a great, great cause. And you are such a selfless human being. I, I just, I think it's amazing. I love it. And um, don't. Diane, thanks very much for joining me on the Bob Pritchard Radio Show. I really do appreciate it. I really do. And I know that um, you haven't been here very long and you're finding your feet. So I hope we, hope we might be able to help. Now, if you're listening and you believe that you can help us in any way, if you're in Los Angeles and you've got some, offer, you've got some rehearsal space or whatever it is, money would be great. But um, whatever it is that um, you can do to help us, and to make shine a reality in the United States and assist talented individuals that, you know, don't have the opportunities that most of us have. If, give them the opportunity to achieve success. Please email me at bob at bobpritchard.com and I will call you back and put you on to Diane because we would love to speak to you. Now, remember, the Bob Pritchard Radio Show, it's the place for interviews with all the wonderful people on the planet who are really making a difference. You can look up Diane's website, incidentally. It's www.diane. Now, this is tricky. It's like regular Diane without the E. So it's D-I-A-N Buckley.com. So www.diane Buckley, with no, Diane with no E, Buckley.com. And you can see how talented this lady is. Diane, I look forward to catching up with you again in the near future. Thank you, Tom. And I'll be back with more of the Bob Pritchard Radio Show 
right after this short break. The business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio, Voice America Business Network. Do you want your business to achieve results you never thought possible? Bob Pritchard is recognized as the business leader's advisor and has 30 years of experience as a straight-talking troubleshooter for Fortune 500 companies and SMEs across the world. Whether you need a checkup across all departments of your business or simply want to improve marketing, advertising, performance measurement, or some other area, Bob Pritchard will work his magic so you can blow away your competition. Bob Pritchard is also one of the most in-demand speakers in the world. Over 1,500 clients on five continents and countless standing ovations are a testament to how he changes the fortunes of business. Pick up Bob's new book, Kick-Ass Business and Marketing Secrets, at your nearest bookstore or visit Bob's website at www.bobpritchard.com. Remember, if you want to be successful, call Bob Pritchard now. Worldwide phone numbers and more information can be found at bobpritchard.com. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You are listening to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show. To connect with Bob, please send an email to bob at bobpritchard.com. That's bob at bobpritchard.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to the Bob Pritchard Straight Talking. This is the no bullshit business show. We just tell it the way it is, straight up and down. And we're coming to you this week from my hometown of Los Angeles. Now, if you're um, living in the US, I hope you had a fantastic Memorial Day weekend. The weather in LA was absolutely beautiful. And we went out to Palm Springs for a couple of days to spend time with my former business partner, which is always a good way to recharge the batteries and, you know, get yourself back into back into um, full gear, raring to go. So every, every time you get a chance to take a break and recharge those batteries, you should do it. And then yesterday we went to Topanga Day's Festival, um, which um, brings out every hippie in Los Angeles and takes you straight back to the 70s. It's really a great day for those of you who, who know it. Um, I sprung that uh, singing <laughs> the theme song from Shine on Diane um, during that interview, and um, I just want you to know that it's really hard to um, sing like that without music. And I think she was sitting in a car when I caught her um, coming for an, from an appointment. So she didn't have much, uh, <laughs> didn't have much warning and didn't have much choice but to sing. So um, thanks, Diane. That was good sport. Really appreciate it. Now, this is the segment of the show where we um, bring you emails from our listeners from all over the planet. And uh, as I say every week, the reason that I like this segment is because it doesn't matter where you are in the world. You know, if I give a speech in, in Moscow or in Japan or 
in Sydney or in Las Vegas and you get the question time, you get the same questions. It doesn't matter. They might be in a different language, but they're the same questions because no matter what business you're in, whether you're male or female, whether you're young or old, whether you're rich or poor, whether you've got a small business or a large business, the issues that you face are all the same. And uh, so if we can solve a problem for one person in one part of the world, then that solution will apply to people in the similar situation everywhere else in the world. So that's why I love doing this segment. My first email today is from Mario Spagnoli, I think you pronounce it, from Madison, California. Alex writes, Dear Bob, thanks for bringing us a good show every week. We learn a lot from it. I think it would be beneficial to a lot of people. I think that must be Madison, Wisconsin. I think I might have got that screwed up. Um, I think it would be beneficial to a lot of people if you interviewed someone who had an idea and bootstrapped it to get it to a stage where an investor was interested. It would then be good to know how they went about getting an investor, how they prepared the investor materials, and then how the relationship with the investor developed. I have a few colleagues who got investors and the investors tried to have an inordinate level of control over their businesses. And I think we could all learn a lot from that type of interview. Um, Mario, I've had quite a bit of experience in that area, and uh, I think it's a good topic. So I might have a shot at that next week and see if I can get an interview um, that goes along with it. But um, there's no question that it is hard to get um, investors, and investors really, in the main, don't want to look at business plans because they're all about you, and investors um, want an investment plan which talks to them about what their concerns are, things like um, uh, how big's the market, where's the market, what specific steps are you going to take to penetrate that market? Um, what are the risks? Um, what's your exit strategy? Because somebody doesn't want to plonk in $50,000, half a million dollars or $5 million and not be able to get it out again. Um, what's the capability of the management? And, uh, you know, if you're going to um, do rocket science and your experience as being a plumber, um, then it's very unlikely that you're going to get investment. What, um, what we do is doing a project for a group um, and we went out and sought directors who knew a lot about that industry. So we found world-class directors that knew a lot about that industry, put them in, and it does make an enormous difference, not only to how an investor looks at you, but it also makes a huge difference to the capability of the group because they bring in all that experience. So I'll continue on. I got sidetracked a bit, but I'll continue on with Mario's email. Um, Bob, last week you said that you thought video promotions of either your company or your products is a very effective form of marketing and advertising. 
Can you give me some idea of what a video promotion would cost and how it compares with the cost of regular advertising? Mario, I'm actually looking at doing a new video promotion for myself and I've found that there are essentially two types of videos. One where you become the presenter and you inject your personality and enthusiasm into the video and the second one where you get an animated video and it becomes more like a um, a third per pass a third person endorsement rather than a pitch by you for you and either one irrespective of which one you um, you select they're probably going to run you out between three thousand and three and a half thousand dollars now of course there's a lot of work to do before you get to the video stage um, Firstly, you've got to determine specifically what it is you're going to sell and how you're going to get that message across succinctly and powerfully. And that message needs to be crafted extremely carefully. I'm actually leaning towards the animated video as I think it's more entertaining, less chance of screwing it up, and no matter what sort of a person you are or what sort of a personality you have, there are some people who probably aren't going to like you. So by doing an animated video, you avoid that situation and uh, I think you get something that's more appealing to more people. And I think the good thing about um, video promotion is that if it's interesting or it's educational or it's really unique, then you can put it on YouTube and, and many of the other uh, similar channels. You can use it on your website. You can embed it into your email signature. You can even show it at presentations. So there's a lot of uses for it, and people can see it over and over and over again. It's extremely versatile. The other good thing is that it runs probably three or four minutes in contrast to, say, a 30-second ad if you're going to put it on the movies or if you're going to run it on the radio. And uh, it's not a once-off like you would get with um, with a flyer that people might look at and then throw it in the trash or a newspaper ad that 24 hours later is used to wrap up the trash. So even compared with flyers, by the time you take into account the cost of producing the flyers, and uh, then distributing them, it's probably more expensive than you think. So I think that um, because digital advertising is now so powerful and we know that mobile media is, at the moment anyway, by far the most powerful way to communicate your message and is producing phenomenal results for all small businesses that use it, um, both in terms of impact and also cost, I would strongly recommend that you get a video. Now, I have, I've got two really close friends that produce videos, both to totally different types of videos. One does the you present type video and one does the animated videos. And uh, so if you're interested in a video, um, drop me a line at bob at bobpritchard.com and uh, I will put you onto my friends and I guarantee you that they'll look after you. I promise you. 
the other thing about videos is that um, it is really important if you're going to do a uh, crowdsourcing funding, whether Kickstarter or the like, that you have a video. Your chances of success um, improve dramatically if you've got a video. So, Mario, I hope that helps answer your question. As we do for everyone whose email is read on air, tomorrow we will send you a copy of Kick-Ass Business and Marketing Secrets, How to Blitz Your Competition, my latest best-selling book. Um, Now, if you're a regular listener to the show and you're benefiting from the advice that my guests and I give you each week, please tell your friends to listen. Go to my website at bobatbobpritchard.com and subscribe to my monthly newsletter. Send in your questions, email me, and follow me on Twitter, Facebook, and Google+. Don't forget, if you've got a particular guest you'd like me to interview or a particular topic you'd like me to talk about, please email me. I hope you've enjoyed the show. We are very pleased to have been bringing you this show since 2011. It's a heap of fun bringing bringing it to you each week, although it wasn't so much fun today because we had a few technical problems. But um, we're with you each and every week at the same time, so no matter where you are in the world, to address the critical issues that affect small business everywhere. Thanks for listening to the Bob Pritchard No Bullshit Business Radio Show for Entrepreneurs. And remember, if you're serious about being successful, this is the place to come every week at the same time. This is Bob Pritchard, and I hope you have a tremendous week. You've been listening to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show. Please join us again next Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Until then, enjoy another week of success in your business and your life.